Hello and welcome to the Coffee House and 141 Studio. As always, I am Ryan Whiting and I am here with a broken down Kia Soul. A broken down Kia Soul. <laughs> <laughs> coming in coming in second, Paul Cushing. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Um, it's cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're here. We're talking about, um, we took a week off as um, we were both finishing up pretty busy periods, especially me, of uh, the last uh, month. And we are wrapping up the Premier League and um, wrapping up, you know, the seasons that have occurred and some kind of crazy things that happened, you know, with Leicester going down and... Um, I was trying to think who else went down um, that really surprised me. There were some really surprising relegations just due to where teams were at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, uh, Auxerre, who who just were promoted last year, were like seven or eight points clear with like six matches to go, and they were relegated on the final day. Yeah. That's rough. Um, that's in, in France, That's right? in France. And yeah. then I'm trying to think in Italy if there's anything crazy that sort of happened. I don't think so. I mean, Sampdoria, yeah. which is a giant, they were relegated. Uh, yeah, both the Genoa teams, time. The, both the genuine teams were relegated, like relegated in the last two years. I think Genoa is coming right back up, yeah. but it was just one of those like, oh, wow, big deal. Um, but it wasn't a surprise. It was just like, oh, all right. Anybody big in Spain? Uh, Espanol went back down. Yeah, but and they're con- I would say they're fairly big, but they've been they've yo yoed over the last two yeah. or three years, and then uh, Valladolid lost uh, ended up going down on the last day as well. It was like a final thing. Oh, yeah. and um, it was um, in Germany, Schalke. Schalke went down. They've been down in the last five ten years though. Yeah, they went down recently. Just yeah. ever so recently. Um. um I'm just going to check really quick. Uh, Did Hertha? Hertha Berlin go down? Yes, that was the other one. Hertha, um, Schalke, and VFB Stuttgart was in the playoff. Stuttgart is... uh, And they just won their playoff game. They won the the first one, uh, 3-0, and then they're currently in the second one, and they're leading 2-1. To make it back up. To make it... uh, Yeah, they're going to stay up. So VFB Stuttgart will stay up in the... um, Bundesliga, um, but yeah, so like those sort of things, like we're kind of uh, like kind of exploring those. You know, Valencia barely survived. Barely. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other major teams that just. Yunus Musa going to be moving on? You think he'll be dirt cheap? Yes, probably. Yeah. But he's like there is like a high uh, release clause, but I think they're looking to move on from him at this point. And I think he wow. will go to a different team, but I I don't know if he'll be at those top teams. Um, yeah, you think he's going to go to like a mid major, maybe? Yeah, I think that'll be a good spot for him for now, and then he'll go to another big club because he's going to show what he is, and and yeah. I think, um, yeah, and there'll be a playoff game in the um, in Serie A with Verona and Spezia. Oh, because they are essentially um, they're even on points and even on head to head, and so they don't do play. goal difference. Yeah, yeah. so the the goal difference is the third tiebreaker in Serie A, so they'll do a playoff, which is amazing. Which I love. Yeah, good It'll for be them. a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fight for your right to party. Yeah. So, I guess we should congratulate the champions. Yeah, Man City, congratulations. Two, they, yeah, two thirds of the way through the treble. I have to say, Arsenal led that Premier League title race almost all season, 
and Manchester yep. City were just always there. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they and and when Pep Guardiola says they took us to the brink, like he wasn't lying. Yeah, you know Arsenal. It was the final three weeks. Really. It was like the final three or four weeks. There was like a five, maybe I would say six weeks, and Arsenal drew at Liverpool, drew at West Ham, drew Southampton. Those three games right there was the season. I think if they somehow were to pull, they they were up two to one against Liverpool when Liverpool had a second half of just madness and they just were on fire. Yeah. If they somehow held on there and then held on against West Ham, which they also led to nail by, they yeah. hold on to the, that's four points right there. They're even with Manchester City. And then all they need to do is just play well against Southampton <laughs> twice. And you get one result from them and they're two points up and it puts a lot of pressure on Man City. And yeah. and they won those two losses that they had. They lost to Man City and they lost to who else? They lost at the end there too, by with but to a couple teams. They lost to Brighton and they lost to um, um, Nottingham Forest. I think those games would have been different if they knew that they were up in the title race instead of down in the title race. Yeah, I think Pep knows better than anyone about that. Like right. if if they hadn't right. have like kind of collapsed. Um, and, and that's a really harsh way to explain what happened at the end of the year here. They but ran out of gas, yeah. Yeah, if if the pressure had have been a little bit lesser, if they had have won any of those matches and were right there, then it can go differently. That but Liverpool, starts, West Ham, double yeah. whammy, like where you're up and then you end up drawing, was huge. Well, it was really, I mean, I think it was just, I think it was City when City beat you. They that was of, after. So City, oh, okay. that was a game. That, yep. So, like, they were essentially even. And Man City had, like, a game in hand. It would have been yep. a point up if they had won it. And then they had to go to Man City. Yeah. And that's when I think that was the end right there. Yeah. You know, and I would say, too, the soccer penalty against West Ham was probably the most important moment of that season because Saka misses the penalty and then West Ham score, like, two minutes later. Yep. And, and that's just, like, that's heartbreaking. That's, that's the game. The, that's it right there. <laughs> right, and that's when you like watch the, it, you I know. felt like the title right there because yeah. if they go up three to one, they win that game. Yep. They're not going to give up two more goals in the last 30 minutes. You can just pack it in at that point. And yeah, I would pack, I would have packed it in just to get the result. Yeah. And then that's like, that's two points. And I think maybe you go to Man City and you're like, let's just hold our resolve and get a point out of this. Let's figure out a way to do it. Let's defend for 90 minutes, like get 20% of possession. And then when you have to win, it changes everything, you know? And it's, yeah. I know I'm speaking of like really pragmatic in that moment, but when it comes to winning your first title in 20 years, gotta be, gotta do whatever you gotta Gotta do to win the title. And so, I mean, you know, there's a reason why Pep scores two and they sit on it, dude. Like it's, it's incredibly pragmatic. Yeah. We don't need to score five. We don't need to be the prettiest team that's ever lived. We just score a couple goals and don't let you score. We talked about this, how Pep ultimately is a very defensive coach. He just has guys who can, play the ball beautifully I, that's all i mean he plays rigid positionally yeah that's as defensive as you can play yeah. yeah he wants the ball because then you can't score he doesn't care like his team can score one goal he's fine with that yeah he's as just, long as they are they're in the right know. position all the yeah. time and they don't like give up weird chances on a consistent basis. i actually think that is his big takeaway from his time at barcelona his barcelona team was probably better but you could score on him. You could. Yeah, yeah. And and he realized that had cost him championships. So he just, you know, okay, they're never going to score on us again. That's the that's the goal. They don't score goals. Like Manchester City did not. They, I'd say at the beginning of the season, we're struggling a little bit. But once yeah. he figured out the system and had the right pieces in place, I mean, they've yeah. been really, really good. Like they, they're scary good. I yeah. Think. They relied on Holland 
a lot. Holland. Um, yeah, Holland, yeah, yeah. A lot in this season to be essentially just a goal scorer. Like, hey, uh, we're going to play really tight, go out there and score some goals. And I also think that is part of his um, his evolution. We will bring him up because he just retired the other day. He had a guy like that that he didn't quite know what to do with because of oh, his personality. Yeah. And I think he... he figured it out with Holland and Holland I'm sure is a much easier personality to deal with. I would say I think that's the biggest thing too is that I think Holland was more agreeable than Zlatan was and I think Zlatan wanted to be the superstar and when you get a team with Messi and Xavi and Iniesta and right it's really hard to be and you know you you gotta I think you have to check it a little bit and yeah. I, I don't know if he was as willing to check it as he says he was willing to check it. You know, it's yeah, one of those. I, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I. I just don't think he knows what check it actually means. Yeah. I think for him, he had checked it, but that is not for anyone else. He's just. He's too much. He lasted a season. That was it. Yeah. And then and he went he, to AC Milan. They yep. sold him at a loss to AC Milan. Yep. He just. Yeah. He wasn't working out. But um, yeah. I city this city team for my money, is one of the best teams I've ever seen, including his Barcelona team. I think he took a lot of the principles, and he just figured out, you know what? You can do this with anyone. Right, right. You know, you just don't let the other team score. That's the most important part. And and I think he built a team that is maybe the best ever at that, even though teams do score on them i think that that team they never is, give up more than one it's very rare right. they give up more than one and if they do it's been a very bad day you know right he doesn't give up bad cha- he doesn't he's not someone who gives away bad chances like you never right. see a man city team that gives away like ridiculously bad chances. right the goalkeeper passes right to a forward and they score like it or never like happens. they yeah they lose the ball at the back or like yeah. something like that the only time i've ever seen that is when jurgen klopp plays some defense like and they like really press hard and that's the i'd say one of the only times or when uh in his barcelona days it was Jose Mourinho came up with patterns and plans to like stifle um, Barcelona. This is our like I don't know what by by yearly remembrance that Jose Mourinho is in fact a phenomenal. Oh no, he's one of the best managers ever. Like he's still like one of the best managers ever. He brought up a very I would say slightly a slightly above average Roma side to the Europa League final and almost and you know probably should have won it. I don't I don't know if you want him at your like super large club anymore, but I think like a team like Roma or a side like Roma is perfect for him. He, needs, where he can get the best out of. He's like, got to check himself a little bit though, because what <laughs> happened on that day was pretty bad. Like he was pretty, and I, I would say like part of the whole meltdown was on purpose and the whole thing. But like he yeah. needed, he like the, you know, you're when you play coach an Italian side, those Italian fans are going to follow suit and. Yeah, they. I mean, Anthony Taylor had a very, very bad time of it. Going very home. tough, tough day for him, yeah. especially going home. Like he was in the airport, and people like Roma fans are grabbing at him, and like oh. you know, that's that's a very harrowing experience. If you're not great. if you're a referee and you don't make that much money refereeing, yeah. I know like people think that referees like make a ton of money, and it's like I don't make that much money. Yeah. You don't not at, even at that high level, they don't make as much as you think they do. Um. So. Arsenal had a good season. I I'd say Arsenal had a great season. Uh, this honestly, as regards with regards to their season, people were like, "Oh, did they? Were they? Did they bottle it?" I don't think they did. No, you're young. The team's young, and they're. I would say depth wise, uh, they had a lot less depth than the Manchester. City oh yeah, does. for sure. 
and they well outperformed their expectations for the year, right. in my opinion. I so. think two through four all had phenomenal years. I think all like those three teams were all basically picked to be mid table, right? Or at least like fighting for the fourth spot. Right. And you know, they all performed incredibly admirably in Arsenal, Manchester United, and Newcastle. All three of them get Champions League football next year. They all overperformed expectations. Right. Right. And you know, I I incredibly great years. There's only one winner and it's you know, over the last decade, basically going to be City. Right. So, right. you know, you're you're playing for those Champions League spots, and I think all three of those sides, um, Newcastle and Arsenal, were incredibly consistent for, like, most of the season. That's how they got to be in second and third for most of the year, Right, is just not losing by a lot and, and you know, drawing a lot and winning a lot of games. They They, and with Arsenal, they played such a... A really, they played a really beautiful style game, and I would say that Arteta is far more open than Pep is with regards to attacking the game, like to being an attacking side. I think mm-hmm. Arsenal are far more willing to to put numbers up top and dominate in that front third more frequently than maybe Pep does in some ways. But yeah. the next step is that they're gonna they're gonna get the pieces in place and they're gonna play just like that. And I think it, there are differences in the styles of play in some instances, but. I think the future is is that for Arsenal. And I like this is a thing that I wanted to bring up. We talked about briefly before we started this was the the dominance of City. I know that they've won 4 and 5, but that I think this is it's the this is the end of it. Like yeah. this it, they if they win next year it will be amazing because I think now with these teams slowly growing with Newcastle growing and Arsenal growing, Manchester United growing, Liverpool probably going to be back in that same sort of place. Yeah. I it's th- going to be really hard to repeat again. An incredibly great team misses the Champions League next year is is what I'd say. One of the best yeah. Yeah. Yep, One of the best teams in the world won't even be in the Champions League. I think and next year it's gonna be five in the Champions League for for the Premier League because they open up the spots for because okay. they do that Super League, they're going to do like that 36-team thing. So there'll okay. be more teams okay. that'll be in that Premier League or uh, Champions League group stage thing. And so, because there's, there's more teams that'll be available for it. So Okay. And so, so makes, there's makes a possibility sense. they'll have a fifth team. But even then, like th- uh, there's going to be six teams and five teams are going to make it Yeah, consistently, I think, from now on. So Yeah. I... You know, Liverpool is, of course, the lurking giant, I think. So, kudos to Brighton and Austin Villa for making European football oh, as absolutely. well. absolutely. Amazing Huge results for them. For both of them. I mean, Brighton particularly, because Brighton beat up on the, the little guys quite a yep. bit. I mean, not the little guys, the big guys. They, like, yeah, they took had the, to the most points from... The big six of any other team besides, yeah. you know, In, like, Manchester City, I think. a long time. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they destroyed Arsenal. At the end of the season, they beat them, and like Arsenal beat the, won them in the first game, won the first game, and then they took Man City to the to the end there. I mean, obviously Man City had just won the title, but they took Man City to the you know to the brink both times. Yep. They, they took Arsenal to the brink both times. Arsenal had just a really great counter attacking game and ended up winning a game four to two. Um, beat Liverpool, yeah. Beat Chelsea, beat uh, Tottenham. They they did their they did their thing and. Uh, 
you know, they're fun to watch. Yeah, they're, that is a good. Roberto De Zerbi is like kind of a special guy, and if they continue, right. they're gonna lose some investment with him. They're gonna lose players, and they they need to invest again. But out, mm-hmm. he's he knows the guys that he wants, yeah. and I think he knows Tom, what he's looking and for. Like Tom Bloom, who's the C or the executive, yeah, CEO of uh, Brighton, has been great in investing in players, and they're yeah. they're like very close to really mastering this thing because I think everyone who's looking at Brighton, everyone's looking at Brighton, going, how are they doing this? Right, and I think so. We can probably expect with how they played this year and if they can keep Deserbi, um, they probably, what, three, four years where they're going to be hanging around kind of this spot as long as they don't get absolutely poached and they invest reasonably well. I think, yeah, I agree. I, You know what worries me is that this becomes like a Southampton or like something like that right. where Southampton 10, like, was it 10, 11 years ago? Or maybe nine years ago, they they had a team that finished fifth or sixth. Yeah, they just missed out on European places, or they made it to the European places, and um, they slowly deteriorated over the course of that time. Yeah, and uh, like I'm, I what I want is to have more teams like who end up coming up to that spot to like really kind of stay there for a yeah, longer to, period, to like challenge. a smaller side too. Like Brighton's not a big like club in yeah. in you know respects in some respects, but. It would be nice if we could have a relatively consistent top 10 where you know roughly where these teams are going to be. I know that a lot of our problem this year was that West Ham and Chelsea vastly underperformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which, got, which West Ham has a chance to redeem itself by winning a major European trophy, which would be a big deal, I think, for them. That would be such a huge moment for that club. And, um, yeah. Do you think that Declan Rice goes out and Tyler Adams goes in at West to West Ham. Ham. That could be a. I mean, uh, if you're West Ham, that's a good bit yeah, of business because because Decl- uh, Tyler Adams is 23, 24, yeah, and same 24. same age as Declan Rice. They're both mm-hmm. the same age. And Declan Rice is going is one of the best midfielders in the planet right now. Yeah, already at West Ham. Decla- I mean, Tyler Adams is not of the same caliber, but he's no. similar. But you can find guys that can help him out and make, it, or you can fit a system around him because he's a guy who can cover up a lot. Yeah, and he would definitely help West Ham in the long term. But yeah, Leeds I think- fell apart because the system they had demanded Tyler Adams. Uh, yeah, and he is maybe one of the only guys on the planet that can actually walk that tightrope. Basically by himself, yeah. But you, I think if you're West Ham, you sign him, but know that he isn't going. You can't build a system around him. No, he's going to be hurt. You need somebody who can deputize for him. You need two guys for, for Adams. Yeah, and I think for Declan Rice, he goes. I think he goes to Arsenal too. I think Arsenal will sign you, him eventually. You've been on the Arsenal thing for a while, and uh, it, well, it keeps coming up. Where, yeah, I so. You're going to, I think, probably have to choose because they're both going to be Caicedo and Rice? Uh, between Caicedo, Rice, and um, Mason Mount. I don't think... I think Mason Mount... You, you, I haven't heard Mason Mount in the last few days, so I don't think that'll happen, but... No. Caicedo, I think it's Caicedo and Rice. Those are the two guys. They want both of them. And I think... That's, I think they're going to get both of them too. You're probably looking at 180 million or something like that. For but those that's two the plan. Guys. I think they're willing to spend that, and they're going to sell. I think the plan is to to do that and then sell players. Like they're going to sell yeah. some guys. They they Shaka is going to be gone. the The thought is that he'll go to Leverkusen by the end of 
the month probably you'll hear that because there's been already talk like there's already yeah. essentially been an agreement in place that Javi Alonso really wants him and he's going to get sold for about 15 million pounds. Yeah. And then you're going to see those those changes being made. You're going to see that midfield completely revamped. You're going to see yeah. a right back come in or a left back come in. Um, you're going to see Kieran Tierney sold to Newcastle. That's the keep hearing that it's going to be like 35 to 40 million for that. You'll see Balogun sold for about 40 you think million. Balogun's going to go. I oh, heard yeah, they he, want to keep him. They want to keep him, but the thing is, is Balogun wants to go. And they're not comp- Arsenal's not that type of club where they're like, no, you're yeah. going to stay. I mean, Mar- Arteta's going to do his work to try to to yeah. fix that and like try to keep him there because they do need multiple strikers. That's yeah. the thing. Where d- but where do you think Balogun will land? Think he's going back to France? Yeah, he'll go to Marseille or PSG or something like that. Either goes to France or PSG. Um, Although they're re rebuilding their entire side, so I know it's either Marseille or he'll go. He'll go somewhere that plays Champions League. Yeah. I honestly, if he's if I'm if he's a smart man, he'll stay at Arsenal because he's going to get his opportunities. Yeah, I know people. I know Gabriel Jesus kind of played a lot at the end there, but they're going to need to rotate because they have to have yeah. They have so many competitions they'll be in, and they're going to want to perform well in all of them. So they're going to have their rotations like yeah. Manchester City does. So um, anyway, moving, let's move down a little bit. Uh, we need Brighton is amazing the yep. whole season. Just them, Deserby, uh, an amazing feat. Your Newcastle, amazing from beginning to end. Uh, they are historically about the hardest team in the history of the Premier League to score on. They were phenomenal defensively, mm-hmm. and they built their entire system on on that, which is how they got to where they are. Uh, they struggled to score goals. As soon as um, Alexander Isak was healthy and playing, he changed that around a little bit. Um, Shout-outs to Miguel Almiron for carrying the side offensively for like the first half of the year. And it just, you know, it, it was a dream season. You literally could not have asked for anything else. Like, right. Right, we were maybe winning the league cup. <laughs> right, maybe winning maybe, the league maybe cup against beating, Manchester United. Beating uh, United in Wembley would have been nice, but like it, it was a bad day. It was in a lot of ways really unlucky, and it happens. So it just you tip your cap, you move on. Um, if you had told us we would have been in tenth this year, we would have been happy with it. So Champions League, I really, really hope that. One of these sides just gets that fun moment. It's a night match at St. James Park. Oh, you yeah, get a forget big it. side forget coming it. in, and it's just loud. It's just St. James Park, circa 1996, <laughs> and you've got Faustina Espria scoring a hat trick against Barcelona. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, and and I know that I've seen, I've watched that match. They have that ma- uh, they have that match on certain websites that you can find for free, <laughs> and you get to see Faustino Espria essentially dominate Barcelona yep. when they were, you know, pretty freaking good, pretty good. And uh, yeah, special night, special nights will be back at uh, New- Newcastle. Yeah. It's so it is unlike almost anywhere else. I know people talked about uh, Celtic. When um when there was some Champions League matches, oh yeah, Celtic, and they're like the atmosphere Parkhead. is unreal. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like that where you're gonna have other teams going. Wow, I've never seen anything quite like this. Um, and that'll be that'll be neat. Yeah, I love that. I love that for you. And yeah. what do you think? Are they are they looking specifically at um, attacking? Um, players, or is there going to be some midfield recruitment and some defensive recruitment as well? I think they'll look for a... They're going to look for a six, for sure. Um, 
Sean Longstaff did a really good job kind of like doing it for them, but they're going to need somebody who's who's better than him who in do the you, near future. Who do you see? <sighs> Any of the guys we've been talking about. Tyler Adams? Tyler Adams is would would do it. Um, I'm not sure they necessarily need him exactly. I'd love to have him on on Newcastle, and Newcastle has had Americans that you know they've they've liked before. Um, I won't say loved, but they they liked Yedlin. Um, we uh, I don't know. I mean, Declan Rice. This is why I'm saying you're going to have to be careful because if you if you decide, oh yeah, we're going to get Casado. Declan Rice might disappear out from underneath your noses. Like it's it. There will be a legitimate. I think it's going to be Declan. I think Declan Rice is first, and then Caicedo is second yeah. for Arsenal. I think they they think I think Declan Rice is far more important to yes. the plan for them than De- um, Caicedo because I think they can find players that can play similar to Caicedo. But Declan Rice is one mm-hmm. of these like like unicorn type of players. Yeah, and I know sure. people don't necessarily. Like because he plays at West Ham, he he is not. I mean, uh, in England they they rate him very highly, but like yeah. you know, because he plays at West Ham, I don't think people realize how special just like, how he is, great he how actually really is. good he is, and he's big and he's strong and he he like like you. I don't think people realize how fast he is. Yeah, he glides by people. Like you see, like he'll yeah. like win the ball and they'll turn up field and he's like past people and he goes past people all the they time. They ask him to do everything for that yeah. side and he does it pretty yeah. often yeah. sometimes he's sometimes he's not enough but like he will do everything he's won him. the ball more than any other player in the Premier league this year more interceptions more yeah. uh more blocks more one-on-one duel wins like mm-hmm. he's done it he's done and it's like and it's not even close like the yeah. second person down is like a significant way down he is he is like that's why like you hear the number of 100 mil for him like and then people are like oh you couldn't play 100 mil for a defensive yeah. midfielder i promise you <laughs> i promise you this is one of those moments because of the way that the inflation of the yep. game has gone, like he is actually worth that money. He's he's English. He and he's and English. He's great. And he's gonna be great for another six or seven. He's gonna yeah. be great till he's like thirty four. Because even though like he has speed in the game, like he's also an incredibly intelligent player. And as he gets older, you can he's, just tell him to stay back a little sit, bit more. He'll sit deeper. He might end up being a center back in the long like at yeah. the, at the end of his career. He'll he's gonna be very special. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, I. Uh, I think maybe Tonali from AC Milan. That's a great. That's one of those kind of under the radar sort of signings in that's a way because no one of, talks about him anymore. The kind of yeah. signings that Newcastle have been doing, like even Isak. Isak was considered like this great up and coming young player, but like nobody was putting in sixty million for him, and and Newcastle's like, oh yeah, let's just go and we'll get him. He's gonna do. He's gonna do great for us. Uh, Bruno is kind of the same similar like nobody ever really said his name but he was well known to be a good player so i, I wouldn't be surprised if it's somebody like that or what's his name from another ace milan player um ismail benasser he's another yep. guy who's like Benacer. kind of in this i like yep. he's an arsenal he was an arsenal uh youth, youth player product yep. yeah of what a surprise yeah um anyway I, uh Left back because Dan Byrne can't do it all year. Great player. I also think out of position all year. <laughs> another guy, you should, another position to look at is right back because yep. Kieran Trippier is what thirty three or thirty four. Thirty two. He's turning thirty three, I believe, yeah. this summer. So I, I think that's a position they need to think about with the yep. long term in mind. Like he could probably do it again for another year or two, but like you should really think about like okay, yeah, you at know, some like we point, need to. We need to- get guys to to play behind him um yeah so both backs and probably uh some wingers because 
as much fun as Murphy has been this year. They, he's, yeah. he's played too much. Like he's he's had some phenomenal games, but you don't want to rely on him to be one of your important like he started and right. subbing would be nice for him. Striker, a winger, mm-hmm. defensive mid, and you have to have a left back or a right back, one or the yeah. other. Hopefully someone that's a little more versatile, but yeah. we, I think you need to de- think about versatility and those things need to start yeah. to kind of occur. That's why Karen Trippi, uh, Karen Tierney is becoming such an option is because he can play both sides. He can, well, he can play, he can actually play centrally too, but he can't yeah. play both sides, but he can play centrally. Yeah. And, um, and he's very solid on the left. Like he'd be, he would fit that system to a T I think yeah. in a lot of ways. He's a, the thing is with him though is, is he going to be healthy enough for He's another season? one. Well, yeah, I mean, that's you get Target, you get him, and you get Dan Byrne, and that's at least a rotation of yeah, some kind. Yeah, and I think for yeah. Trip, and then Tierney will still play in the Champions League. I think yeah. it, I think that's a good deal for both sides. Um, all right, mid-table. Any teams in the mid-table you want to talk about? <sighs> Crystal Palace kind of solved it by the yeah, end of the Yeah, Crystal Palace is fine. fine. They're, they're going to be fine. West Ham, realistically, is fine. Who's going to coach Crystal Palace? There's no way Roy Hodgson is going to coach another season in the Premier League. He's 70, what, 72 now? Yeah, I think he said he would, so oh, they might amazing. have him next year. Amazing. He was okay. Yeah. Why not? Let the let the old guy have another year to coach. Crystal Palace, Tottenham. Uh, Tottenham's Brent, a mess. Just rebuild. Sell everyone, rebuild. Tottenham, you have to. It's over. It's been like a decade with this core. It's not working anymore. Who's the, Who are the players that you keep for them? For them? I, I, Bentoncourt? Bentoncourt. Richarlison, even though he was, he did not score Complete, any goals. He scored one goal. Also. Yeah, but that's fine. He is an identity. If you he's don't, something. he's something. Yeah. If you don't want him, you know what? Some. You know who would take him? Probably Newcastle. He's perfect to play up top for them. Think about you that. know what? Yeah, he's a perfect player to be a striker that turns into a number six. Right. So he's just. He, you know what he's gonna do? <laughs> he's just gonna play with uh with the other two Brazilians, and they're just gonna be a pain in the ass, and that's all they're gonna do. Um. Oh, oh! Andrew Postecoglou was hired as a Tottenham boss, which I think yep. is a great deal. By the way, I didn't wanted to get that in there. Yeah, two hundred um, million for um for Harry Kane. Not no less than two hundred million. You for think Harry that's Kane. the number? I believe Daniel Levy came out and said that he's got one year left on his deal. Yep. If Harry Kane decides he doesn't want to stay there, he can just say like, "I'm not going to stay," and you're not going to get two hundred million for so him. So you're just going to have to like, hopefully, yeah. you'll get a hundred for him. Because he's that good, and I think if Real Madrid saw a hundred for him, they'd sign him in a heartbeat. And I think he would be a good fit at Real Madrid because, um, because he's a very similar player to Karim Benzema. Yeah, a very similar player. And honestly, in Spain, he probably would be really good because he's a really smart player. He's actually a pretty technical player, and he wouldn't get killed like he would at like he does at Tottenham because he wouldn't yeah. be the all the sole focal point all the time. He actually would have probably a little bit more space, which would be a lot for him. He would, and he would, he would, he would be really, really good there. I think it's either. I mean, realistically, the only landing places are Madrid or PSG. If PSG decides to, if they are actually moving on from Neymar, uh, and they are losing Messi, so you're rebuilding the attack anyway, and you can do do a partnership of sorts with big and fast mm-hmm. um, with Mbappe and Harry Kane score a shit ton of goals yeah so because i mean harry kane wants to drop drop inside anyway he's basically a 10 he's the biggest he's like a, strongest he's like nine he's like a weird <laughs> mix of nine ten like benzema was he's, benzema had seasons where he had more assists than goals yeah, and he's yeah. realistically a false nine in in a very very weird way while being the biggest strongest like you know kicky striker boy that that exists 
Um, so that's a I, I think one of those two teams will put it in. He's a hometown kid for Tottenham. That, which I think is that's important. the hardest thing for so, Tottenham to let go of is that he's he's technically a North London boy. He's you know like he's he's been at the club forever. He's I, you know lived through all of the things uh, as a Tottenham player, and and I can see him doing them a solid with his transfer if you approach him with the hey. Like this, we're, we have to we have to do something different, right? So you're worth a lot. Can you take a deal to go play for one of the best teams in the world because they're going to give us a lot of money and we can rebuild and you'll be doing Tottenham like like a great favor on your way out the door because we need a lot of players. I think the other thing with Harry Kane too that I think he's he's a little heartbroken by is that he I think he wants to win something at Tottenham. Yes. And for him to leave without winning anything is going to hurt him a lot. Yeah. And I mean he'll win stuff at Real Madrid. Of course that's going to yeah. happen. But I just think he would like to have won something at at Tottenham. And I think that's why he's reluctant to 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 just leave. Right. He he has always wanted to to put a trophy on the mantle somewhere. Right. And it's just I don't see that happening anymore he's what 30 years old now 30 30 yeah and i mean he's probably got five years left yeah five years of being like top really top good. level yeah. I, he probably will retire in that point because he's, so? he's talked about being an nfl kicker so oh has he yeah. <laughs> well that'd yeah. be fun He's That'd big. He's big enough. He wouldn't get annihilated. So that's that's a good. That should be funny. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. It was like interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's a whole he's just thing. the dude from the replacements. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. He's <laughs> he is. Yeah. He's the dude from the replacements. Yeah. Um, I want the first interview with Harry Kane is as an just NFL player. Be phenomenal, because they're just going to be like, I don't understand a word this guy says. He's got a nice. He's not like a completely. Um, uh, with, he's not completely. Uh, well, he just talks down like here all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. with like his accent. So it's just like uh, I think I got that. Think I got it. I love that. His accent's not that bad. No, with regards no. to to being like a, a British British person, he's yeah. his accent's actually pretty easy to understand. But that's also someone who listens to a lot of British people talk all the time because right. I am an Anglophile and I love British panel shows. So there's a thing there that maybe I need to you know. And I like Scottish brogues particularly. So. There's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, a little bit of uh, personal news I didn't need to necessarily experience. experience uh, so express, if you're a pretty Scottish lass, if, email. <laughs> email Paul us. Or, or tweet tweet uh, me. At, <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway. Further, further um, down the table. Brentford, excellent season. Yep. Chelsea sucks. Fulham, excellent season. Yep. Fulham was great. Both of the West London teams beat Chel- uh, were ahead of Chelsea. Yep. All, so the two other West London teams, Brentford, left Fulham, finished higher. Yep. Then Chelsea. Crystal Palace finished above Chelsea for the first time ever. ever. <laughs> I think. Or like for the first time in like 40 or 50 years. Big yep. deal. Um, then Chelsea. Um, what else? Oh, getting lower down the table. Just a bunch of... Um, bunch of, hey, do better next year's. Um, or just thank... Thankfully, we're um, thankfully we're still up. Like yep. uh, Nottingham Forest. Yep. Forest barely it survived. Out. Bournemouth. Oh, Bournemouth, great season. I yep. don't. I don't think anyone expected Bournemouth to stay up. And no, they the were, fact that they were they up, were stayed up dead. They were dead, dead. Like with ten games to go, and they managed to pull themselves uh, out pull of them it. out of it. Yeah. Um, uh, West Ham. That's a team. Yeah. Next year we have. Uh, uh, they'll they'll improve next year. I think. Are they going to stick with um? I think they will. Yeah. Who I else think, is yeah. going to be the guy right now? Who I are mean, they going to fill in to the play that? 
that role right now for them? <sighs> Nobody. I mean, and and he's a he's a good coach. They've they just had coach, a really they've got really players. Bad they year. had a, they had a lot yeah. of player intake and outtake, and I think you're going to see a change again with Declan Rice leaving, which will be a big miss. But I think they'll figure it out, and they might actually end up being a little bit better next year. I mean, if they sometimes selling a guy for you know eighty to a hundred million, and then bringing in three players at like fifteen million a piece, that all make you a little bit more solid. Makes you a little bit better at surviving in that like you know twelve to fourteen range. Yeah. Like that's it's a little bit easier when you have a w- more better players because uh, well, everybody can have an off day, even if you're the best in the world. With um with regards to ever like when he coached at Everton. When he let, let um, Rooney go, they ended up finishing fourth one year. Yeah. They finished in the Champions League spots. It's not that he's not capable of doing it. It's totally, he can totally do it. Um, and like finish high in the table. And he's had West Ham, he had West Ham up there the last like two or three years or like fifth, sixth, seventh. They're in that sort of like fighting for Champions League spot, even though they weren't realistically going to be a Champions League team. Yeah. And like causing a lot of problems. Last year, I think they brought a lot of people in. They brought in, um, uh, another Brazilian. What is his name? Uh, goodness, I'm blanking on his name. Um, they brought in Scamacha. They brought in um, Ariola. They brought in Taylor Carrer. They brought in a lot of guys that are probably having to learn how to play a new system. And I think it's, it's going to take a little time. Yeah. And also, it takes about a year, doesn't it, to really acclimate? And Jared Bone had a really bad season this yep. year. He had one of his worst seasons. Even I mean, he's been really, really good for them. He had a bad season. Yep. He didn't have, or one. No, I shouldn't say he had a bad season. He had a he had a down season, season yeah, for him. For him, yeah. yeah. And then Antonio also had a slightly down season. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they had their I, issues. At, I think they'll times. have a bounce back year next year. They'll I be think in the they top ten. I think next a year for sure. A lot of games they had to play this year, and they weren't quite ready for that, especially with the reinforcements. Not second year in a row that they played oh. deep into a tournament. And I think, you know, I think they made it to the semifinal of the Europa League last year. They're in the yep. Conference League final this year. They win this game. They're in the Europa League next year. Yep. And if you win that, like, that's kind of a big pull for right for West Ham. They'll I mean, bring in players. They'll have the whole thing there. And they will have won their first title in ages, which will be a huge thing. Right. And that's kind of like your, like, that's your level as a West Ham, right? You're trying to be in the top half of the table, realistically. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then you're gonna you're trying to get in the Europa League, mm-hmm. and you're gonna try and win it, right? And and that's kind of who you are. You're not chasing Arsenal and Man City unless you're having the best year of your your like essentially club's entire. Um, I want to call it a career, but existence. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's you punching above where you you normally are, right? And and that's okay. Like you know you're. You survived. You're going to have a better year next year. I think that this season was a success, even if it was down a little bit from expectations. And right, I, I think, think if they win this, the, the Europa Conference League, it'll be like one of the best seasons they've had in ages. And oh, I yeah. know, I know that they finished like 13th or 14th, but I mean, it's huge, huge deal. Yeah. I think if they were to make it, um, 14th ain't so bad. 14th ain't so bad if you've got a big trophy in the, right. the hall at the end right. of the season. And it's, uh, for a club that doesn't make it to finals very often, they be, I think it's a big deal. Are they the first inaugural? No, they'd be the second ever. The second, because guess who won yeah. the first one? It's uh, Jose. It was Jose. He's got a tattoo. <laughs> and then you have Nottingham Forest who survived. After all, they're in, intaking, outtaking the whole thing. They figured it out just enough to, to make it. They beat Arsenal, and that pretty much did it for them. Do you think they're good next year? I 
I unironically no. think that they're like mid table next year. The, well, no, I think they'll they'll stay up again, but it yeah. they will, it'll be very similar to what happened this I year. I think it'll okay. be like kind of just like slightly dumpster fiery, but they somehow they somehow win, they somehow gain like thirty eight thirty nine points, and they stay. up. I don't know. I think I think they started to figure it out at the end. I think so. More importantly, I think that match against Arsenal where they just like fought for their lives and the fans bought in and some of their players got like a moment with uh they with did Nottingham that all season Forest. at hope at home though they did that yeah. against man city they did it against a lot of teams where they they fought for their lives yeah. this is where i think this is this is what i think will happen it's either mm. they have the right kind of people in place to of talent in place where mm. they they are consistently better especially on yep. the road they won one game on the road last yeah. this year pretty bad or they the the players just don't have that fight when they're at home and they go down because they just can't it keep just, at that yeah. level because the first year there's a lot of adrenaline being up yeah. in the Premier League and doing the whole thing and I wonder this is like um happened with Leeds in that yeah. first year like Leeds played out of their minds in that first mm-hmm. year and like like we're way ahead of schedule in a way and then all of a sudden the it drop just, happened yeah. and their talent like kind of like the ability showed in a way impact well, Bamford got hurt and that yeah. changed everything but yeah Forest is just an interesting beast because they have so many like talented Premier League players and yeah. like it was cr- clearly kind of like a gelling issue they had I think so too so yeah. it's it I, I don't know exactly how to because this is atypical for a a promotion side do um, you think that they invest more next year or do they or is it going to be I, much smaller I think and... it's going to be it's going to be less I think there's going to be some in and out some guys aren't going to fit now that they've sort of figured out who they are a little bit better and I think they desperately need a holding midfielder <laughs> just anyone, Danilo is supposed anyone. to be that guy but I think he's more of an eight than a six so they're gonna yeah. have to figure something out for that yeah, he's, I completely agree Tyler Adams they're another side that Tyler Adams would do wonders for he almost single-handedly will make them okay defensively you, you think that they'll be like a they'll be like a near 10 like mid-table side if he signs for Nottingham Forest <laughs> yeah yeah if he if he stays reasonably healthy I'm not asking him to play every game but like three plays quarters like 30 of season. 30 28 to 30 games, yeah, yeah, yeah stay they, up. I think they'll stay up they yeah. need to win games away that's like yeah. a big thing if they don't win any games away like they did this year they're like they were fortunate that yeah. their home form were so good but that won't happen next year they just I so I think they need a talisman I I think they need a guy who they can sort of like be like, hey man, we follow you. Let's go do it. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, I mean that won't happen. No, but that's like you know, uh, like someone like that. Because guess Ward, what, Ward Prowse. He could. He would be an interesting signing because he's technically a six. Yeah, six eight kind of guy. Yeah, you know, like I don't know if he'd be the guy to help them like defensively, but like he would be a, a huge improvement on what they have. Yeah, I, I think you could. I mean, if you have if you have a bunch of money, Nottingham Forest get Ward Prowse and uh, Tyler Adams, and you've basically taken the best players off the relegation teams, or so. some of the best players, yeah. Or Lavia, Lavia is another yep. guy too. He's an excellent. He's a defensive midfielder. He's a guy yep. that you would want on the team. Anyway, uh, we're talking moving to Everton, yeah, team that survives by the the shirt tails of <sighs> Mister Dominic Calvert Lewin, right? He's the man. And uh, who is a Ducore? The who, core, who had yeah. had this the spiciest of finishes to end the season? Save, I mean, saved him with just an otherworldly like otherworldly volley goal, from twenty two yeah. yards out, and just you just sit uh, there and you're just so excited as an Everton fan to like, and uh, you could see the excitement. They ran onto the pitch, they did the whole thing, and the players were yeah. relieved. And 
and you have Sean Dyche who knew the whole time that he was staying up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's what he well, does. When, when uh, well, well, with the exception of like when he wasn't sure if Calvert Lewin was going to be back healthy, I'd say that he was probably <laughs> then a little nervous. But when he got when yeah. Calvert Lewin was healthy, he's like, oh, I'm staying up. This is fine. So they'll they'll have Dyche next year, and I I and would, they're going to stay up. Yeah, I, I would say he'll stabilize them. Honestly, they'll they'll get 45 points and they'll stay yep. up. They're While not gonna you're... they're not gonna do they're not gonna like finish in the European spots yep. or anything like that. I think literally next year is to finish mid table, finish comfortably, yep. finish without any like real worries about relegation and and like kind of overhaul and start to find ways to make money so in, they can yeah. In um, classic fashion, I think you'll see them um, make smart um, smart investment in the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, and some like little little pieces here or there that they can nick for cheap. I wouldn't be surprised if you see them do some like some loans for some like attacking talent and then buying defenders would be my guess um, to just shore up and make sure that you are solid so that Dice can basically drill that into a hey don't let them score and maybe we'll nick one every now and then right kind right. of a, kind of a side and I think I think they'll do that I think they'll be fine. For next couple of years, Dice has a pretty good track record of doing that. So, anybody leaving from them? Do you think that they sell uh, Calvert Lewin? No, I. Uh, well, it's going to be hard to sell him for a lot of money because he's, he's so not healthy. Pro. Um, I think, I and I think Dice will want to keep him just so he keeps them up. Yep. Because I think the, the I think for them, for Everton particularly, is let's make it to the stadium. In the Premier League, the new yeah. stadium in the Premier League that'll be done next year, and make it. Yeah. Let's make it in the Premier League. Let's get there, and then after that, we'll figure out how do we go from there. I but I do think that the Dice thing is going to be there for a while. Yeah. I think he's going to be there for a little. Period I, of time. I think that he gets at least one year in the new stadium. Is is what happens with Dice? Well, it and depends on what happens next year because if they start yeah. really poorly and uh, they're like fighting off the end like i would say that there's a chance that they would have to find another guy yeah halfway through the season i yeah. think is there yeah i think if they're doing fine then yeah, yeah. He, i think he has a season if they stay out if they're comfortable to kind of turn that around and i think that he can do well with them because they will have more money and he will invest properly he knows how to work yeah. on a shoestring and they'll they'll be okay i think he uh he's gonna be that's where chris wood is next year huh I think they would. I think he would sign Chris Wood just because he at least would be an alternative to yep. Calvert Lewin, and they wouldn't be completely yep. devoid of any sort of scoring nope. whatsoever. They need some jinky wingers. They need some guys who can, who can create on their own. And he needs. He. He. I think he's going to invest in some defensive. Mid, he actually midfield wise, they're actually kind they're, of okay, but decent. they could use a, another yep. guy here or there. And um, I think that, yeah, they need another winger or two. And um, I think a wing back would really help for them. Are they going to be part of the $20 million Christian Pulisic sweepstakes? If you're out, I mean, why not? Right? It's $20 million on a guy who's proven to be good when he's healthy. And another, he's, and you I would say. got one of those. So. That's another guy for James Ward-Prowse. Yep. If you're smart, if he's, that's another place for Tyler Adams. That's another place for, um, oh, what's his name? There's a Southampton defender who's excellent. Um, Lavia uh, is going to be too expensive. Um, I'm trying to think of Leicester. Oh, Kalechi Iannaccio would be a yep, great. Iannaccio would be def- great for Everton. Who's definitely moving, right? Yeah, oh, he's, for sure. He's not staying in the championship. Yeah. He's too good for the championship. But like, there are players there that, if I'm Sean Dyson, yeah, he can get on less for 20, 15 to 20 mil, do it in a heartbeat. And you'll like, instantly improve the side. Yeah. You'll 
definitely keep them up. And if you can get to 45, 50 points, so you've had a great season, you move on. Right. And you have a, maybe a good, decent FA Cup run. You get to like that's the quarterfinals or something. You've had a good year. Yeah, that's your goal next year. Yeah. 45 points. 45 yeah. points. Get up. That's, stay that's up. That's all you're aiming Stay for. up. Stay up. Oh. Stay up comfortably. Stay up with like 10 right. weeks to go. Like you've got your 40 stay points. Out in 20 right. yeah, stay out of the fight. Yeah, stay out of the fight. Don't get stuck in that for third <laughs> year, third year, because I guarantee you, fight with fire like that, you're not going to do it again. Uh, eventually, you will You will get burned. Follow him nose. Yeah. Back in the twenty early 2010s, like a lot of teams know, like you get stuck in that sort of battle consistently. Like it's hard to get out, and oh. one day you will get sucked in, and that's not good. Um, talk to Leeds. Yep. Well, third year for Leeds, and third li- third year unlucky. Yeah. Uh, Southampton. I don't have a lot to say. Uh, sucks for them. This is kind of their like. This is their model, though. They just sort of eventually ran out of guys, and they'll be back. They're they're so good at developing young players. The championship is not the worst thing that can happen to them. I think I think they tried to do a whole investment strategy with players and things yep. and I think they they actually did a pretty decent job but they were, they did not have like enough of it, yeah. I think. And I think they made a really bad hire in Nathan Jones. Yeah. And like they knew pretty quickly that he wasn't going to be the guy and they well, tried to another one it. that had three coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Three managers. Yep. Yeah. And that's never a good sign. Leicester City you so you want to talk about Leicester a lot? I, I think don't. I that mean, they I don't were... need to. I don't. I don't necessarily need to talk about them a lot. But I think Leicester City. This is one of those. You know, how we talk about too good to go down. Yeah, this is too good to go down. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those weird things. Brandon Rogers told you, "Hey, we're gonna get relegated this year." Like early, early on preseason, he's like, "We don't have it. We need to figure some things out," and. And I mean, he was right. He they probably should have. They needed a goalkeeper. Yeah, they probably should have moved on from Rogers quicker. Um, I think he's a great manager. I think he had lost his juice at Leicester, and um, and I think the players, in a lot of ways, lost some of their fight because they are too good to be relegated. I think this was a team that was constantly fighting so far up the table at the higher end of the table that when they actually had to really fight for their lives they didn't know what it was like to do that anymore right some like they no longer had any of the players on the roster that remembered when they were besides jamie vardy right i would say and yeah jamie vardy was the last guy vardy's old enough to just sort of be like smoking a cigarette watching the ship go down like yep well this will happen he was on he was uh he he expressed his like i can't believe this happened and like what we did is uh, like an abomination and we're really sorry about what happened this is uh not verbatim this is you know yeah um paraphrasing but he he came out he's like i don't know what to say to you i'm really sorry and yep. it was like, I'm going to take some time to figure out like what the next step is. And I think he actually might stay in the championship to figure, help to figure out and maybe keep them, bring them back up again. But, I mean, he's going to, he's going to smoke the championship, isn't he? Even though he's not the guy he used to be, he will score goals in the championship yeah. for sure. Do you I think that will like, help could them. he say, I think it would be fun for them if 30 something year old Jamie Vardy brought him back up to the Premier League. Right. And tried to chase the uh the goal scoring record down in the championship. How many goals is it? I have no idea. I think Kevin Phillips has that record, but I could be wrong. But um, it's yeah. Like he's got that like most goals in a game to start a season. I would love for something like that from Vardy next year as kind of like a capstone towards the end of his career for Leicester. Right. Where he's just like, yeah, you know what? 
I've never done it in the championship, so I'm going to go do it in the championship and, and try and be the best goal scorer to ever live down there. And that would be that would be an interesting thing for... Yeah. It'd be something for Lester to hold on to. Right. I just think with... You know what's really sad is Lester had a lot of really talented, good players on mm-hmm. that team. And so how did... Like, to me, it's more... You know, like, you could say it was a Brendan Rodgers thing. I think... You took away one of their most influential leaders at mm-hmm. the end of that season with Casper Schmeichel. I, th- I and even though he was their vocal leader, yeah, and and to take him away and not replace him with anyone, really. Yeah. I mean, you you had Danny Ward, I think, is that his name? Ward, who was the goalkeeper uh, at the beginning of the season, who just wasn't the guy. I mean, uh, Martin Dubravka was would available. Been, yeah, they should like, have taken him. He would have right. been a much better goalkeeper than what they had. He was one of the worst keepers in right. the Prem on loan. And and Dubravka has has issues, but he's by XG one of the better shot stoppers. He's a good shot Premier stopper League. and he and he commands his box pretty decently. Like if you're just looking for a guy to keep you up, he will do that for yeah. you. You yeah. know, like he's that kind of guy. And I I watched him be Newcastle's savior more than once. So he he might have seriously helped. So that's probably bored. They had central defensive issues, issues too, like, yeah. you know, like, uh, Tsuyunchu, uh was checked out. He was already signed for Atletico, yeah. um, Winston Fias. There's a couple other guys that just weren't, you know, to me. Just, just didn't, they didn't just do the job. Didn't do the job. And, you know, like, you got to defend. They gave up more goals than almost any other team in the Premier League this year, even though they scored a lot of goals. They just didn't have the... They And it, it is from the top back. Like, if it's very clear that like they didn't want to do the other like uh, uh, sometimes defense is effort and i wonder if you know you're putting enough effort in to defend consistently enough on a regular basis who knows and i may maybe that's me calling out some of the lesser players for what had happened but right. like when you're you you know you're james madison you're kelechi inacho you're dot pats and daka you're um jamie vardy you're you know big time players you're Dewsbury Hall. You're those guys who, in previous years, were really, really good and fighting Harvey Barnes. All those guys. You're fighting for the Champions League for two or three years. You got to have a little pride. Can't let this happen to you. You know, like it, it. It felt like with eight or nine games left, they like they even then they weren't like, oh yeah, yeah. we should win some games. Like let's win two or three games and get out of trouble. It was never and never really clicked in. And then I think Madison missed a penalty against Everton, and I think that was really it. That was kind of. Kind of the the moment where it just all fell apart. They or just didn't they like it felt like they they couldn't get out of their own way to 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 pull themselves out of it, and they yeah. kept losing games. You're like, oh, you guys can't lose this game. You realize that, right? Like you have to get put everything on the line to win this game, and it only took till the very end of the season where they were like, oh yeah, that's right, we should probably, right, yeah. So sad. And well, then now you now you lose some of your players and uh, and have to completely rebuild. Yeah. Yep. You then know. you have Leeds. Leeds is just a mess. Is really their problem. Um, organizationally, yeah, I think that they lack uh, structure. I think that this goes up to the board or the president, whoever. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like they've had what four managers, three managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year they seem trapped between like they wanted to play chaos ball but then when chaos ball was chaotic they wanted to do something else and it just didn't work and it's pretty clear that as soon as tyler adams uh got hurt they were doomed they were doomed they brought in um they brought in big sam big sam did big sam things uh they were 
okay, below average. After that, like it just it doesn't seem like they had any real plan, mm. and that kind of bears out with, with how their season uh, ended up. Like they just they were chaotic from beginning to end, either by design or by um, by lack of design. And they're another team that's going to have to pretty much totally rebuild because half their side is going to get poached. Mm-hmm. They, they have guys who individually are good that were uh, that underperformed. Um, do you have any any big insights on on why they were bad? Firing Jesse Marsh was a was a mistake. Yep. It's pretty I think that's the biggest mistake that they made was that they fired Jesse Marsh because he had a better uniform. Yep. I think that they went Against to good a team, yeah, I believe. Yeah, right. they It wasn't because of what his stuff his his team game wasn't working is that he played some really good teams and lost some games and yeah, yeah, maybe they lost heavily but you're you're going to lose to those teams. And the thing is is they had good results against good teams too. Like they 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 played Arsenal at home and they lost 1-0, but really they were the better team for that day. It's yeah. not like they weren't playing at a a level and then you, you get rid of them and you instill Javi Gracia I think that's who it was, right? Yeah, Javi Gracia yeah. comes in, and he's not the same guy. Right. And then you're trying to play a system for these guys that they, you know, that were that kind of play the chaos ball because they went from uh, Bielsa to Marsh, which isn't a bad. No, that it's at least adjacent, right? Yeah, they get <laughs> there's some similarities to them, right? Yeah, and it's 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 a mess i believe if i'm thinking back it was fan pressure that got jesse marsh fired was because they stopped watching they didn't like watching him play and you know right. if you're a leeds fan do you consider like and then it's like oh well we missed marcelo bielsa it's like yeah i, I get it but it, it's over like right. you gotta get over it right it's like oh i would have stuck around with marcelo bielsa if even if we went down i was like yeah well it's not fucking happening it's well it. that's not what you got you got fucking Jesse Marsh. Right. Let's like, you know, like, and I, this happened with Arsenal too, where they yeah. were like, oh, like we need another guy other than Arsene Wenger. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but Arsene, like you got Arsene Wenger right now. And he actually right. was doing pretty well for the He was part. all right. Like even Arsene Wenger's like bad was still what, sixth? <laughs> like, at, and that was at the very end. Right. His worst was like third or fourth most times. Right. It's, you're still doing well. You're just not going to win the championship. Because you're not that good. Like, he, like, he didn't have the money to invest to make right. that team that good until, like, the very end. And then he started spending right. money. And, yeah, you know, just, like, stop. Like, yeah. and this is one of those, you know, like, Marcelo Bielsa is not coming through that door again. Right. He's not going to come through that door again. So now they have to rebuild. And the thing is, is the coach, I mean, the coach, the the, the owner of the club has notoriously had a very short leash, leash with coaches. Yep. 16 to 18 months, the only guy that he's had for longer than that was Marcelo Bielsa. Yep. The only guy. It's so... Doesn't say good things. Leeds is probably... My my favorite thing is Leeds was in the Premier League for three seasons and everybody was like, oh yeah, that's right, we hate y'all um, in regards to their fans. Um, they far and away let... I'm going to do a hit piece on Leeds United right now is what I'm doing. I hope you're <laughs> Great. ready. Um <laughs> they led the Premier League in violent incidents and uh, away match days. So they were like, by, by quite a bit. Oh, the fans? Yeah, the okay. fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just one of those, like, nobody was really sad to see him go. Um, I'm, I'm mostly saying this because they basically have blamed the Americans 
for oh, this? Oh, like the 49ers uh, interest group or whatever? No, no, not them. Uh, Weston McKenney. Oh, uh, the players. Brandon Aronson yeah. and Jesse Marsh. You're right. So it's basically they decided that it was the Americans' fault and there's been no... Uh, you know, like introspection on on any of the rest of that, which is just if you're looking at Tyler Adams and saying that it was his fault, you can. <laughs> He's the only reason that you uh, were even close right. to staying up. But it's yeah, no, it, it it's just interesting. They they struggled defensively. They struggled offensively. They lacked structure, and um, I don't see any of that being better next year. So that's um. It's going to be tough for them. You're going to lose Tyler Adams. You're going to lose Brendan Harrison. He has a uh, a release clause, and somebody will pick him up, play him as a like a squad guy. He'll be a super sub because he's got he he is a great energy guy. Causes problems whenever he's out there. Um, needs a little bit more discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so, all I. That's the prem right yeah, there. That's the prem. Uh, you think West Ham win the Euro of the Conference League? Who are they playing? Uh, someone. Oh, they play a Dutch team. No, no, they don't play a Dutch team. They play. They beat Azagalmar. They play a. What is this competition called? Conference League. The Conference League. Oh yeah, I don't have a internet connection. I'm looking it up. No, I'm on the. I'm on the internet now. Okay. Well, maybe. We're killing time. We should know, but this is also not a real competi- competition. Conference. League. Um, it I mean, is. it is. Uh, Fiorentina? Yes, I, th- I think they'll beat Fiorentina. Okay. W- who are decent. They're good. But I, I think I, th- I think this is one of those moments that David Moyes yeah. figures it out and just wins wins a title for his sake, too. I think yeah. it'd be big for him, too. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's a better coach, and I think that they're a better side, mostly because they have just a ton more money and Declan Rice, Fiorentina, and Declan Rice. They have Declan Rice, who is, right. will be the best player on the field. I think yes. this will be one of those moments where By a like, wide Dec- margin. Declan Rice will yeah. be like, oh yeah, Declan Rice, is, I'm the best player on the field, and I'm going to yep. show it here. Declan Rice is often the best one of the better players on the field, on the field the even in the Premier League, like, yeah. but like, there's usually a guy who's at least close enough right. to, to be there. I don't think it'll be the case with Fiorentina. Yeah, and what else do we have? Oh, uh, moment of the week for me was uh, in Belgium, of all places. Oh. Yupin. No, not Yupin. Yupin. So Royal Antwerp uh, won the title uh, for the first time in 57 years. Uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. I think it was Sunday. Uh, Yesterday. And... It was from a goal in the 95th minute oh, by man. Toby Alderweireld of Tottenham fame. His hometown club. He yeah. signs with his hometown club. They're down two to one. He's they need be to tie. What, they need, yeah, he's like 36 or 37. They need a goal. Yep. They need a goal to, to uh, like they need a point in order to stay to win the title. And he scores a goal. He hits a rifle from 30 yards out into the top corner. For wins him. it for oh, so he's a Royal back. Antwerp. He's a center back. <laughs> he got the ball back and he like one timed it and yep. put it in the top corner. And like literally, they were they were away. I think to Genk or Ghent yeah. or something like that. I think it was Genk. And like the, the, all the away fans, the whole team, they just right. it was 
madness like the referee right. was like trying to get all the players off the field because they, <laughs> like all the fan and the, the toby's like sprinted yeah. to the other side of the field where the away fans were like all yeah. the way to the other side because it was just such a moment like of just yeah. oh my god we just we just did it right we just did right. it just right now that just happened like, like you couldn't yeah. and, like you still had to play the end of the game because there was still a couple <laughs> right. minutes left in extra time but it was just one of those like oh my god yeah. oh my god and it was just like so like the fact that you haven't won in almost 60 yep. years and you somehow broke through hometown and they've been on the kid. rise for a while yep. and he's a hometown guy and you just, yeah, it was kind of a special moment. I think in, in the, the kind of the, and the game, this is general. why football is great. And also Dortmund does the other moment of the week. I think just Dortmund completely or last like 10 days, yep. Dortmund completely collapsing on the final day yep. playing Mainz and all they have to do is win a game. And they end up going down 2-0, and they tie it up. But all they had to do was win, and they couldn't do it. On and, a day uh, when Bayern Munich fired everyone because they because oh, yeah. they had such a bad season, Red Dortmund Sunday, yeah. couldn't finish it off. What was that? What's that uh, reference from that show? <laughs> Which one? Uh, <laughs> uh, was it uh, Game of Thrones? Oh, the the Red Wedding? Yeah. It was yeah. like a Red Wedding moment. Yeah, just, they uh, just oh, guess we'll kill everybody. We're going to kill everyone, and then... Except for the guy that they definitely should have. You know, you think it's Tuchel. And I still. hate Thomas Tuchel. Name up. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna be there. He's gonna be there for a while. Name a more overrated manager. <laughs> there are a few. Who? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep it quiet. You're gonna keep it quiet. Yeah, because I, I think you. I think you should have your. Your opinion should be without. Without uh, you. All uh, right. Okay, off uh, air. Uh, well, t- well, it doesn't really matter that much. But there are guys that I think are kind of meh for me. That aren't like, that aren't as good as like I know. Like people really love Nagelsmann, and he was like he's to me is like. And I know like at yeah. Bayern he only lost three games, but for me yeah. Nagelsmann like really really good, but not you don't amazing. Think, you know, yeah, yeah, that's to fair. me. And then, um, um, who is another guy uh, that I was just like. Eh. Um, Pochettino can be that guy for me sometimes. I I he's like really don't know really good. He's, yeah, he's an, another really great like because he was at Tottenham. He brought him to the Champions League final. I mean, he did something right. Like yeah, he did something yeah, yeah. really really well. But like he's really good, but not great. Like well, to me. didn't they have to go through like what Ajax? AX. Yeah, but they had to go through some teams to get to that spot. And that Ajax team beat Real Madrid. They beat some teams. That was yeah. the team that that was that Ajax team that was supposed to break the mold. And like they had De Jong yeah. and uh, oh yeah, no, they had a lot of Vanderbeek and yeah. a bunch of guys. And so for me, like okay, and Onana, they had a bunch of guys there that you know. To me, anyway, um, you know what? We'll we'll rank them. We'll rank every manager, every manager in the world. Um. Uh, but we're definitely if you're, not going to be doing that. If you're Dortmund, though, like you got to do one thing, right? You just got to win a game. And you win your first just... time in 12 years. You win a title. All yeah. you got to do is one thing. Stupid. Like this is a pragmatic moment for me. Yeah. Like get the fucking goal. Excuse my language, but get the fucking goal <laughs> and defend and defend with your life and get the three points and win the fucking title and get that fucking plate. And hang it out high and show yep. everyone that you won the fucking title. Like, I'm not someone who wants, like, I, I feel, like, really passionate about this. Comp- like, I'm not a big fan always of competition and, like, yep. having to win. But, like, if you're that fucking close to it and right. you can touch it, like, fucking put your hands on it and keep it. Don't right. let anyone else try to take it from you. Because you know what? Bayern Munich barely won that game. Bayern, they, they played Cole and they, they almost right. threw it away to you, too. They, they tried to give it to you. 
Musiala had to have a moment of magic to win that game for yeah. you. Like, to win that game against Colin. Like, they, they were up 1-0, and then they gave it away. And all you had to do was just win the game. That's yep. it. And I know... I know, like, maybe there's, like, a comparison with Arsenal in some manner or form, but, like, with Arsenal, there were nine games left. Okay? Right. Arsenal's was a slow, steady drip of pressure that is all-encompassing and crushing. Manchester City demands you be perfect because they are going to be. Right? That's a different thing than, hey, guys, we just have to play one game and win. Well, I will say this, though. Bayern Munich is always going to be that in the Bundesliga no matter what. Right, so I will say that, but it's one game. It was one game. Like if Arsenal had one game, and all I had to do is win. Like you know, like Arteta is going to play differently for that right. match. Or he's going to figure out a way to get the goals that he needs, or get the goal that he needs, and like make sure that you win that fucking game. Right. Every player should know exactly what has to happen at every moment. Oh, right. So heartbreaking, and I think it's just angry because I wanted Dortmund to win that title so badly. I just didn't want Munich to. At, no one wants Munich to win a fucking title. Munich, specifically this year, Bayern Munich did everything fucking wrong. Right. And here they do. Here they do stand. Here they are standing. Here, here do, here do be stand. Bayern Munich as champions. And that's annoying. Right. They really, really, really don't deserve it this year for, for a lot of what they did. And um, and it's just a shame that Dortmund uh, absolutely refused to take it from him. Right. Which is, would, at like multiple points this season, refused to and take it from him. I will say this. Dortmund, this Dortmund team actually performed over-expectation in a lot of ways. Like, this was not supposed to be a Dortmund team that was going to fight for the title to begin with. And the fact that they're in this position is kind of crazy. And honestly, Bayern fell down in a lot of ways, but this was the time to do it. And you got right. like like Arsenal tried to do that too. Like, and this was not even I would say this Man City team is excellent. Like this, I think these two teams are very different because I think Man City is far better than Bayern Munich. Yeah, you know? oh by by like in, in, in courses of leagues, like Man Man City has three layers of teams that you could put out and would be very good in a, in an <laughs> right. individual league. You know and. I just yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just a little more angry about it than I should be, but you know, just No, you're allowed. Bayern sucked this year. They sucked to be around. They sucked with all of their actions and uh and they were <sighs> after Tuchel came in, not a very good football team. They were all so, right. They yep. I mean, they were all right, all right all year. I think the the Nagelsmann thing with Neuer and the whole thing, it just like it this is like the FC Hollywood thing coming out yep. to full four, which has been a thing in the past, you know, and if they were in the Premier League, they wouldn't have finished in the top four. They wouldn't have finished. I, th- in the top I think four. they would have been mid table. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about mid table. They would have finished like fifth. I, think. I mean, mid table is what sixth or seventh. <laughs> they would have finished in the mid- Europa League. Mid table is Liverpool, and I think Liverpool was better than them. Maybe. Liverpool struggled for a lot of the year. They were and really they picked up it up. Down, I would say, like in were, March, they yeah. figured it out and like played really well i think they went to that three two two three and then figured it out and like found a way to um yeah. hide alexander arnold defensively or like at least give him more coverage and help yeah. and um they, yeah, they figured it out uh kind of went to the back three that um sort of like uh newcastle was doing where you'd, you'd play a a bigger guy and like you have your guy ba- bang forward and then you sort of stay back a little bit to play same a- thing i mean man yeah. city do it and yep. arsenal do it they all do it and the, he yep. just what he used his Gang impressed, but he did it in a different way. That's all. Right. Yeah. He just he just went. Well, 
got to be pragmatic about this, which is the most important. Right. Most important right. thing that he did this year was like, all right, got to be pragmatic about this. Be better. So. Anyway. Yeah. So. I think that, that's the Premier League. That's a that's Premier League season. We have, uh, oh, we didn't talk about this yet, have we? Luton Town? Oh, yeah, Luton Town. We need to talk about this just briefly because, um, all right. I just want to quickly go over this. Uh, we need to talk about uh, one of the teams that is promoted. So we have Burnley, who is run by Vincent Company, who they won the title and they won it running away. They were the best team in the championship for a really long time. They play a very similar style to Manchester City. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'm excited. And then there's Sheffield United, who's back up, which is great, because I think Sheffield is one of those towns that used to be historically in the past like a big footballing city, and now they're the United's back, and that's a big deal. And also Sheffield Wednesday were promoted to the championship, which is also a big deal. United and Wednesday, like only still a league apart. I hope they come back up and they have Wednesday come up and they have a Sheffield Derby because <laughs> Sheffield's an interesting place and uh, interesting town and amazing kind of little area that's been run down over time because the industrialization kind of died there. Um, anyway, um, so and then you have tiny Luton Town. Tiny, tiny Luton Town. Luton Town. 10,000 seat stadium where you have to walk into the houses to 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 go into the away end everything <laughs> is like just so beat up they have to spend at least 10 to 15 million dollars in order for them to be able to play at Kenilworth Road which is their stadium like they were 9 years ago they were back in the they were in the National League yep. the the conference they were in the conference league they and they've been up in the top flight as late as the nine eight early late eighties, I think eighty eight, yep. eighty nine. They were in the top flight in the first division, and they had their slow uh, crawl downward into nothingness, and they are back up in the Premier League. And it's just an amazing story. It's good for them. It's amazing. And the thing is, it's like they they are building a new stadium. They'll probably yep. have a new stadium in a couple of years. And this moment right here will essentially fuel them for the next ten or fifteen yep. years because of what they are yeah like an immediate 200 million dollars or something like that yeah. you just you get and good for them and i love it even I just, if they're there for a year they get the parachute payment they're good to go i just love it i think i mean and the thing is too they're called the hatters which is also yep. an amazing thing <laughs> and if you're a if you're looking for a team to root for next year like like an underdog or someone that you, you got to root for Luton Town because the thing if they stay up for one or two years it will be such an achievement because they are yep. such a like in the the scheme of things, they're a very small club in England. Yep. They're, I mean, it's a big. Luton's kind of a bigger town, and it's right outside mm-hmm. London, and it's mm-hmm. like a whole thing. And they have an airport. They, they, you know, like it's a place where people go. But I just think there is something amazing that could yep. happen uh, if they right it, by Watford. Uh, yeah, right by. It could be an amazing moment for the Premier League if they somehow stay up. You know, yep. and to me, I hope that that, that happens. You know, I I do. Because you know what? Up the Hatters. Up, up the, the hatters. hatters. Up the Hatters. And I know that's me as an Arsenal fan saying up the Hatters as a Luton, like for Luton Town, but it's <laughs> just one of those, like, you, you got to cheer for the little guy sometimes, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, like, that's, well, that's the benefit of being a big club, right? You, we don't have to worry about Luton Town. Good well, for them. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, we might have to, like, uh, with regards to maybe winning a title, we'll have to worry about them a couple oh, times yeah. a year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They could beat right. up everyone else. How about that? Yeah. Love it. And I, think, and I can't wait to see teams go there because I think it'll be a very interesting it's gonna be fun. day. Yeah, it's going to be interesting away days for teams because I think, okay. you know, it's not going to be easy. I, th- I think teams will be have a tough time. There. I think a lot of teams or a lot of players are going to greatly enjoy how small the stadium is because it's kind of like that's how you come up, right? It's old so school. It's just yeah. gonna, they're just going to be like 
Ah, this is fun. I'm glad. I'm glad I get to do this twice, once a year. You know, do this once a year. Yeah, I think but. the Brentford Stadium has that kind of vibe to me too. Even though it's modern, it it's got yeah. that kind of like small, like intimate, close. Yeah. Everyone's close by vibe. It's just yeah, and I'm really excited for that. I think Brentford's another one of those teams. Like the longer they stay up, it's the better for the Premier League in a way. Yeah, not to say that like teams like Leeds Although, or Sheffield Wednesday or those big teams like um, shouldn't be up there, but I think it's good for those small teams to be up there too. Brentford's going to be without their star goal scorer for the year. Yeah, yeah. And on that, on the guitar riff, you may or may not have heard. We uh, are going to wrap up. Yes. All hail the trash fire. Thank you for listening. We are now. We're on hiatus. We are going to be on hiatus for a couple months as we figure things out. We will be back with a piece here or there, maybe with some yeah. transfers and some just some weird stuff. And Probably American transfers more than anything. Yeah. And then I hopefully we'll do some, uh, we'll have some weird work for you in the coming months. Yeah. Maybe even think, some videos. I think we're going to get fucking weird with it. I agree. All right. All hail the trash fire. All hail the trash fire. Thank you so much for listening. And to another season of 141 Studios, the coffee house. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Farewell. Arrivederci.